you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mashable's Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Bobby Schisler, also known as Blazing Bob. Hey, 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 Ja, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Bob, and Merry Christmas to all of our listeners, and uh, hope everybody got what they wanted. Even those five uh, loot boxes everybody got, hopefully you got what you wanted. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is episode number eight. 88. We are recording on December 26th for release on December 27th. Uh, we really don't have any topics to preview because nothing is happening in Overwatch right now. So in this episode, we're kind of just going to do like a year-end wrap-up, talk about a few things uh, like, you know, new characters, the changes, uh, maps, and a few other things. Plus a couple questions from the audience uh, sitting in the Twitch chat right now. So, uh, but before we get into that, I would like to welcome anybody listening for the very first time. Thank you very much for taking the time to check out Watchpoint Radio. We do talk about Overwatch news and some esports and competitive, but for the most part, the the main focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. So even when we do talk about news, competitive, and esports, it centers around the community and the state of the game. If you enjoy the show, you can follow us on Twitter at Watchpoint Radio, and you can feel free to join us on Discord, too, discord.me slash buttons. We'd love to have you there to join some of the conversations we've been having. And as always, I would like to welcome returning listeners as well. We couldn't do this week for week if it wasn't for you guys, so thanks a lot for taking the time to come back once again for another week of Watchpoint Radio. No new subscribers this week on Twitch and no community feedback. So we're just going to hop right into what we've been doing. Bob, how what, how was your weekend Overwatch? Uh, yeah, it was it was good. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I've, I haven't done a ton. I've tried to climb on my main. I did a lot of dropping. It was down to almost gold at, at one point. Now I'm back up at like the 2600s, but it's been a little rough. Um, I know there's something else I wanted to talk about, but now I just blanked on it. There was something that happened I really wanted to talk about, and I cannot. Oh, yes. I won the Cow League, uh, the Cow League Minutemen on Friday night. Oh, very nice. Congratulations. Yeah, it's my second win. My first win was in season uh, season five. And uh, it was funny because uh, I ran into Carl Cox uh, the other day. I was on Watchpoint, and he's like, hey, w- uh, do you have any affiliation with, with the podcast? I was like, it's um, I'm Blazing Bob. And he was like, it's Carl, dude. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> but then... Uh, Friday night we were warming up for for the cow the cow Minutemen, and he sent me a message ask uh, asking if he could you know just warm up with us. 
And I told him, and so he came. He actually was on my team. So he got his his first win, too. So that was pretty cool. Nice. But yeah, that's that's what what my week's been. And then I did decide that in comp on my main, I'm gonna go back to what I was doing the seasons, the few seasons prior, where there's only like a handful of like five characters that I actually play at that caliber level. So I'm going back to just playing them, like Lucio, Reaper, Monkey, Roadhog, Junkrat, Soldier. You know, basically gonna stick to those when playing on my main. Because I think gotcha. that's why I've dropped so far this season because I'm just trying to play what the team needs, but stuff that I'm not super, super good at, and I think that's hurt me quite a bit. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're trying to, if you're playing like at the, at the high plat diamond level where people are kind of focused on very specific characters, I can see where that can be quite a bit of a problem. What about you? Well, for me, I'm trying to think. I had, like, actually, Ja, my main account, I don't even know if I, why I call it my main account. Ja, the, the, my first account, is going to stop the season at 2800. I got to, like, 2810. I was like, oh, I'll get back around to it. And I never got back around to playing Ja. So that, that one stuck there. Church of Ja is actually going to end up lower than my low account, the account that I wanted to actually get into silver. Because I just ha- I went on a losing streak, and playing at the end of the season is god awful. And this is one of the reasons yeah, I be. was against going for uh, the two month season. Right? It brings the worst part. It makes the worst parts of the season happen more frequently. You know, think about it, you. You really only have a good in in the eight week season. I think you only have a good five weeks of different uh, of decent gameplay because the last like week or two of the season are going to be god awful it's going to be fucking terrible and then the first week or two is also going to be terrible so half of the season a week in the beginning a week at the end yeah i think so like that's the way it feels to me i I don't think so like these last two weeks i have been getting terrible matches people who like refuse to work together people who like they'll they'll just they'll just if you if if you're saying something they don't like they'll just uh you know they'll just cut off team chat no they'll go rogue they'll do what they want even though i gotta admit i have to admit i did that on uh church of job the other day and i went up 100 sr in one day (laughs) <laughs> I just, it's, dude, I went into team chat in my first match, and there was this guy, he was probably like late teens, early 20s, and his voice just annoyed the shit out of me. He wouldn't stop giggling like a little bitch, so I just hopped out of team chat, and See, I was like, I and I was like, you know what, I, I'm not dealing with it. What'd you say? I just, I just mute them. I just mute the one, the one person, but I, I know what you're talking about with the throwers, uh. We actually ran into these two. Uh, I think we we're four queuing. We ran into no, we we're three. We were three queuing, and we ran into these two people, and they picked uh, Hanzo and Widow on King's Row. And I was like, "Well, let's just try and help them out as much as we can." The guy, the other rando in our team, was like, "Hey, they threw last uh, l- last game," and I was like, "Well, let's just try and help them succeed. Maybe they threw because everybody was mad at him." 
we do really good on the first round. Then they take Lucio from me, and then they pick uh, they pick Lucio Tracer, and then just throw the entire second round. And they weren't in voice comms the whole time. I, I haven't reported anybody for a while, and I reported them. Yeah. I didn't get I, a notice that they got disciplined, though. Yeah, that notice does feel good when it comes through. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, I, uh, that's the thing. Like, you just have these people who, like, won't work together. And it's really, really bad when you're, in, like, like, in the lower SRs. Like, Church of Job is at, like, 2,600 right now. It still feels like gold. Like it, it, those matches. Those matches felt like when I played with Timeless and Low Gold. That's how those matches felt. No coordination. Uh, people constantly bickering. And the last time I played Church of said I turned off my team chat. I went Zarya the whole time, and just a hundred SR. <laughs> just, just like a hundred SR. I went back to my old philosophy: protect the idiots. That's what I did. <laughs> I see somebody. I see a fucking Genji up there getting fucked up, not doing what he's supposed to. He may die, but I got some charge off of that death, <laughs> you know, that I could actually use. Well, so yeah, it wasn't all lost. Yeah. Just going back to what I know well and what I can make an imp- a pretty decent impact on the game with instead of just being a cog. Like, people would call them their carry characters. Right. I, just, I, don't ca- I don't call them that, but that's what I'm talking about. The people that I play <sighs> really high level and impact the game quite a bit. Man, I do well with Zarya. Zarya if, was my, if you want to call, if you want to call a character my main character... Uh, Arissa right now will probably be considered my main character. I love playing her the most. I love my big girl. But She's Zarya really was really good right now too, man. Yeah, my Zarya was my big girl before my new big girl. So that's that's I used to play Zarya a ton. So I, I know how to play Zarya well, but I just prefer to play uh, Arissa if I'm going to play tank. So you know Zarya, I I, I find her to be. May way more useful in situations where people aren't working together because with Arissa, people you, people still need to work with you, right? Like you could put the shield down, but if people keep walking in front of the shield, it doesn't do anything. If they're walking yeah. around the shield, it doesn't do anything. You know, uh, the only thing the shield does is protect me and maybe help me keep the cart from moving forward on defense. But with Zarya. You know, I can kind of pop in and out. I can bubble myself. I can bubble somebody in front of me that's in the middle of the group and get some charge and then use that charge against the enemy team. So there's just certain characters that work out better if you're solo queuing than others. Zarya, Diva, you know, Roadhog. Zarya, everybody knows to use uh, how to use your ultimate, you know? Right. Right, exactly. Yeah, they 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 do. So when you do it, you just have to kind of make sure people are around. That's the thing. You just gotta make yeah. sure, like, that, and I all I I really wish there was a way for me to look behind without turning around because I'm so like with Reinhardt now. I just hit the uh, you know, I hold the right click or I hold the um the left click while I turn around. I'm like oh, everybody's here, okay, moving forward, <laughs> you know. But like with oh, with Zarya, I gotta just like check real quick and then I gotta toss it out, which if you. You know, sometimes those moments are fleeting, right? Like you just, you, it just happened to have everybody right there. You know, actually, I, one game I did play, we had a perfect uh, setup 
where Arissa, like they were, it was on what map was it? It was on Dorado, not Dorado. Sorry, um, Route sixty six, last point where you know, every, and every oh, their entire team is sitting in front of the last point. Right, we down the Reinhardt. Their whole team goes to scatter. Arissa throws out her gravitons, pulls them all together, and then I throw out my ult and just keep them there, and we wreck them. It, it was just so demoralizing for them. As soon as I did the graviton, somebody left. <laughs> somebody left, and they only had five for the other half. I was like, oh, that's, yeah, that's what a awesome. shame. So, Actually, speaking of graviton, I've had a few different uh, situations where I've played with some higher SR people where I group up and it basically brings us up to like 3K. Right. Uh, and, oh man, like I forgot how nice it is to have Lucio to just speed into a, to a fight. And like you have so much advantage when you pop right in. Like you right. can take out uh, Bastions easier, like everything. It just... Lucio just hasn't been played a lot in the the meta, so I'd kind of forgotten how good it was. Yep. Yeah, we actually we were playing. Uh, I forget when I was playing. Actually, we did this twice. We uh, I think I was playing solo, and somebody was like, "Okay, I'm gonna Lucio," and this is Eichenwald. He Lucio does right into the like the the right into the front of their like you know the uh, the main choke point. Past their defenses, and we just got in there and fucked them up. Like, they didn't even know what to do. Yeah. It's the biggest thing with Lucio is you have to be willing to say, all right, guys, speeding in three, two, one, go. Right. Communication. And yeah. that's the that's one of the biggest issues with higher SR and lower SR. In some cases, like at high platinum, you definitely get way more communication than you get at low platinum and gold. I hear... In in some like in some uh, areas and masters, it's the same thing. They kind of don't talk, they don't communicate as much. So I would imagine those players are just really like they're very you know mechanically good with their characters, and that's maybe how they got up so far. Well, they also was, might just once you do get up higher, like certain things are more intuitive and just happen without calling stuff out. Like they see that they just got fast and they just run in type of yeah. like, type of thing. Yeah, Leaf Rose was talking about that well, when we finished our recording for Symmetra. Me and him had a had a had a pretty decent conversation. Maybe should have hey, recorded he's that. A, he's, <laughs> dude, he's a super cool guy. Absolutely, but uh, yeah. So yeah, Church Jai is going to end lower. Like in that, I don't know that. That's the that that's the account that I was like, well, I'll just like you know main this character, I'll main that character, and I'm getting phenomenal stats with the characters, but it's just not. It just didn't work out. So next season, you know, I'll probably be a bit more flexible on Church of Jaw because that's still going to be my solo account. I want to see where it goes. But maybe I'll play more Zarya uh, because I was playing Zenyatta, you know, a lot. And even when it was like 2,700, I'm out healing Mercies. You know, I'm out healing uh, you know, you know, Lucio's stuff like that. I'm like, that's that's not right. Like, what's going on with the mercy, right? Uh, I think some. E- Actually, we had a conversation in Discord. A blind gentleman uh, replied to me last week when I was talking about how do you main somebody, and yeah, for those who, one. yeah, and how do you? Uh, I mean, like, for those who didn't understand what I was trying to say, I'm not saying how do you main you horrible person. That's not what I was like talking about. I'm just like how, like how, because when I main a character. You know, it doesn't work out. Like I, I usually have a, um, I usually have 
a gap in my team that needs to be filled. And he brought up a lot of good points about him maining Diva, which is, you know, a lot of communication, a lot of coaching. But he also brought up another point about Diva's versatility. Like, Diva can fill many roles on a team, right? If you have a, a remote threat like a Hanzo or a Widowmaker, Diva can get to that person. Diva can dive and can protect your uh, your other diving tanks. Diva can stay near the healers and peel. So Diva has a lot of uh, flexibility there, and I think Zarya has more flexibility as well than the characters I was playing because Arissa doesn't have a ton of flexibility. You know, no, she, no. you know, uh, Zenyatta doesn't have a ton of flexibility. You know, and that, those are the kind of the characters that I was playing. If I played more versatile characters, if I made a more versatile character, it might be a little bit better. Uh, I think that's, you know, I guess technically speaking, you would call them situational characters like uh, Zenyatta uh, or Arissa. Or not, actually, Arissa is definitely a more of a situational character. I think Zenyatta, his situationalness depends on your team's comp because you can always find a place for Discord, right? Yeah. But if you if you did if you're Zen, but if you're playing Zen and you're getting stomped and you're not even getting the opportunity to use that Discord because you know you're not getting support There's a Genji for your team or a tracer that just keeps killing you. Like that's the problem I run into when I play Zen is if they leave me alone, I'm golden. But if they constantly are targeting me first, which is what they're they should be supposed doing, to do, yeah. Then it's really hard for me. I'm not good enough to fight off a really good Genji or a really good Tracer. It's just not going to happen. And if I call for help and nobody helps, then there's not much that I can do. So I just switch to to to, to Lucio at that point. If somebody at high, definitely at higher higher elos because I even had this last season when I would play uh, Zen at like let's say twenty eight twenty nine hundred, I would have more trouble with uh, the Tracers and Genjis there. But it was more of a time thing, right? They would kill you so fast that there's nothing you could do. Playing in, like, gold and low platinum, you have tons of time to kill them because they're trying to kill you, and you only need to get a few hits on them, especially if you have Discord on them, both of them. Let me rephrase. Yeah. (laughs) Playing Zen on my main account or my solo account, it's very hard for me to take those Genjis and those Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I can frag out on Zen in low 2Ks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I was like, low Platinums, that's the thing, right? Like, that usually, like, and like, yeah, even the other day I was playing Zen, and I had a Genji that was constantly on my back, and it was just more of an annoyance because I constantly had to put the Discord on him so that I could kill him and then turn around. What the what, what happened to my team? It got wiped out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that's the thing. Whereas if I would have had somebody to peel for me, I could have focused on helping the team win the fight. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Next season, I guess more of the story. Next season, I'm going to put, pick more flexible heroes for when I solo that can fill different roles i'll probably need to i think i need to work on my diva make my diva a bit better um and uh even though i didn't do too too bad on diva this weekend but i do need to work on making diva a little bit better because she's pretty versatile and the big chocolate too yeah big chocolate account i was really hoping we could pull timeless out of silver into gold i mean technically speaking we still have it yeah he's back up to like night uh 1950 we got him up to 1977, and then we we had a couple losses, and he's like 1950 or something like that. So it's he's like 50 SR away. It's definitely possible. 
but I don't know if we're going to have time, you know, this, uh, this season. So next season, I wonder where they're going to place him. You know, I, I am curious because that just really sucked to work your way. He was in bronze at the beginning of the season and work your way up to almost gold and then get placed lower again. Like that's, that's tough. That's it. He needs to play his best his best characters during those ten placements. Like I'll probably play straight up Lucio on both of my my main and my solo just to make sure that I have stats. Right. Yeah. I think Lucio is a character that can kind of fit in anywhere. Uh, I play Arissa. I think the best. I get the highest stats when I play with Arissa. So and you I'm talking should about- probably do that then, and just screw everything else. Like. I mean, for those ten for those ten games, you got to play for you. That's, that's the true. way that I see it, and that's why placements suck. So, like, the, like the first week or two of over of of a season suck because you're right; people are playing for them for the placements. So you have that happen at the beginning of the season. This conversation is coming a big round circle right now, <laughs> and at the end of the season, you have people who are frustrated; they're trying to make their way up, or they just don't care at this point. So, back to the original argument. They should the, the two the two month season is too small, man. I'm talking. You could be talking about having half of the season that's basically just not fun to play. You know, at yeah. least before with two and a half weeks, or you know, with two and a half months, or maybe even three months. Sometimes you can kind of negate that and have a good like two months. Uh, you know, with uh, a decent. Uh, you know, a decent uh team well not a decent team but uh, with, with a with a decent play you know mm-hmm. uh blind gentleman he just said he says not just that the first week of the season you get some people who decide oh i used to be a tracer main but i want to go genji now and it's not the same that is true that is very true we all <laughs> do that crap where where we're like we play a character really good we're like dude dude i am so <laughs> good at tracer now dude i'm playing tracer now Dude, dude, I played Genji the other night. I'm so good now. Dude, I played Widow. I could go. It happened to me like a good seven times before I realized, okay, that was a lucky night, Bob. Yeah. So actually, yeah, the what Mel said is that uh, <sighs> she thinks the ideas behind the shorter seasons so that people are less likely to get bored. I mean, technically that's true because what they want, what they were seeing with the longer seasons or the two and a half or three month season is that they, you know, you'd lose engagement throughout the season. But that's a good thing because the people who actually want to play competitive stay in competitive. You end up getting better matches with better communication and better players. But if this, you know, with the seasons being shorter, people are constantly like, okay, well, let me try it again this season. And then, you know, they come in, they blame all of their losses on their teammates. They're not trying to improve themselves. A competitive player is looking at their stats about, okay, where can I improve myself? What can I do better? But a lot of the people who would drop out dur- during the season would do that. I think it's a natural progression to start a competitive season and to actually see a drop off because people will lose interest in it. And that's because they shouldn't be playing competitive in the first place. That that's my opinion. They shouldn't be playing competitive in the first place if they're losing yeah. uh, interest after three weeks of playing competitive. I think the competitive season should have been longer. To be right. honest, Drew, I think the competitive season should be quarterly. But go ahead, Bob. And ABG made a good point er, uh, earlier on, but it just wasn't a good time to bring it up. Uh, it's 
the end of the season, you're getting a lot of people that just want to get their 10 games out, out of the way and get some points, you know? That's why you'll see those weird things where you get pulled into a uh, a uh, placement match towards the end. Right. So I think that's also probably a problem, too. Although I guess that doesn't happen to me all that much. Hmm. Well, Mel, um, just, um, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, go, go ahead. Oh, no, you uh, finish because mine's a little off talk, a uh, little off off topic but it's uh, a com- a community uh, shout out to one of our listeners yeah okay so well she did follow she said i think she says i i think that people weren't dropping off they were throwing so when when they made the change to the seasons uh that is one of the things that they kind of brought up that people were like you know they were noticing less engagement in the in the competitive mode as the season was passing but even if that was true, where they were worried about people throwing instead of uh, playing, instead of dropping off, then those people who are throwing should get punished. That, that, and now, maybe if that was happening, it would actually matter, because now they're finally punishing people for stuff. But before that, yeah, I, I think it, it, they brought up that, you know, they would definitely see less engagement, and they wanted... They said they would get the most engagement at the beginning of the season and at the end of the season, so they wanted to bring them closer together. It was a bad idea. <laughs> In my opinion, it was a bad idea, and they would be better off. I, I think it should be quarterly, personally. I'm pretty sure StarCraft know. still does quarterly. You know, it should just be three months. And yeah, that's, that's what it was before. Yeah. It was three months, maybe take a week off, you know, and then, then get back to it. I still think it will be ideal to have the you know have like a, a three month season or maybe a two and a half month season maybe two two months and three weeks and then that that week that you're off that's when you add new maps to competitive you add new characters to competitive you make comp- changes to competitive at that point i don't think they should really be making changes to competitive unless it's game breaking like if you find something that's game breaking and competitive Okay, you put you put that in there, but if you're gonna make changes to the competitive, you're gonna make changes to the SR system. You're gonna make changes to uh, how uh, to the win conditions. You know, you're gonna change up the the meta. Do it in the off season. I think that would be the best way to go. But they don't really see it that way. They just make changes when they want to. <laughs> game breaking is subjective. Mel just smells chatty tonight, but she she she's about, she says that game breaking across levels is so subjective though. Yeah, but I mean like technically game breaking, like kind of this thing that's happening with Moira right now, right? Where her uh her orb is sucking energy out of shields, is sucking energy out of soldiers, biotic field, you know, stuff like that. That needs to be fixed ASAP. <laughs> you know? Or if there's a bug that's actually, you know, like the, the 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 constant issue we have where people are on the point but it doesn't count them on the point, you know? Something like that. If they decide to fix that, if they decide to fix that mid season, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> you know? But uh they have not but well, go ahead, Bob. You wanted to say something and we can go ahead and just get into our year and wrap up. Okay. Uh I just wanted to give a shout out to listener um Z- um Zimmy is I think how you say it Z I M M Y uh we were in like it's it's gotten a little bit more often now that I get rec- uh recognized in game but this guy was so nice and I'd been having such a bad day of of losing and I I just lost again and he's like hey 
it's Bob and Mel. Oh my God. And he's like, it was an honor to play with you guys. Sorry for all the sleep darts. Love you guys. Love the show. And I was like, oh man, thank you. And it just kind of, it just kind of brightened up my night because it'd been a bad little run of comp. So thank you. Thank you, sir. Very nice. All right, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to hop into our, our, our year-end wrap-up overview, I guess you could say. Let's start with new characters. we got three new characters. I think at the, begin- at the end of 2016, I said they were going to be two. That was being wishful, but now we know the formula. It's every four months, right, essentially. So you would expect that we're going to get three new characters in 2018, but uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, but the first new character in 2017 was Arissa. The second was Doomfist, third Moira. Impact of Arissa, right? Did did she fulfill what Blizzard was looking for her to do? Make a second anchor tank? What do you think? She does now. She didn't in the beginning, in my opinion. Uh, she needed some work, but she does now, I think. And now she's arguably far better than Ryan in many situations. I would say so, unless you needed, unless you needed to keep. I think she's better. I think Reinhardt is still better to make a a full on push, right? Because sometimes you do like Reinhardt can mitigate two thousand damage right off the bat, right? If you find a place for cover, he can recharge that a little bit, and you know continue to make the push. With Arissa, once you plop the shield down. That's where it stays until I guess about eight seconds, right? But if you come if you come across a team that's putting out a lot of damage, Arissa can still only mitigate, uh, you know, eighteen hundred damage versus Reinhardt's two thousand with a rechargeable shield. So I think he still obviously still has a place, right? He he still does well in many cases, but I you know I choose Arissa a lot when you know I need to be able to protect the team. And output damage. You know, Arissa can, you know, that she can move people out of position. She can uh, keep constant pressure on uh, a shield or something like that. She can pull people off ledges. She can. Yeah. (laughs) She can not be charged by Reinhardt or not CC'd in any way. She's just, she's got a lot of power. She does. She definitely does. Uh, But I obviously, I I love Arissa. That is uh, probably my favorite character to play right now. I play her pretty good. They're pretty good. I just wish people would work with me a bit more. Uh, you know, we work, when people work with me, it works out very well. You know, it, it works out very well. But I, it, I would have to play with a team of at least like three, four people. I think you muted, Bob. Uh, yeah, I am. Okay, a team of three, four people, in order to get good value out of the actual shield uh, to keep people protected. But I just don't understand why people want to walk in front of the shield. Or fight from around the shield. I don't. I, I will never understand that aspect of it. I did what the change they made to her, where they changed the shape of her shield and enlarged it, was a huge quality of life improvement. I didn't think she needed the 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 speed uh, rate of fire increase because I was getting kills regardless. Um, actually, that, I think it kind of helped out Zarya's because Zarya's can charge up a bit more when you unleash a volley into her uh, into her. Um, shield but other than that like i i thought the old rate of fire was fine not complaining about it i mean it, 
it helped me get more kills. I definitely got more kills when I uh, when that rate of fire change came out. And um, I don't know. I, I like the rest. I think she had a positive impact on meta. She definitely changed it from it being all Reinhardt all the time. Like Reinhardt was part of every comp, was, yeah, except necessary. dive. Except dive. Like he. That's the only thing. He just didn't dive. Yep. But dive wasn't a thing for a long time. Right, but dive was definitely a thing before Arissa came along. Still, I mean, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah, but know? only for like a season and a half. Right. So yeah, I mean, I did definitely. I think Arissa had a, a a good impact. She was a good character to add to the game, and I think that there's still some debate because I still see forum posts about Arissa's ultimate being useless, and I just don't see it, man. Like almost every time I put down the ultimate. We make progress. Like we're breaking shields, we're killing people. Like you know, unless you know somebody manages to get their ult off, like a junk rat tire or something like that. If you if you're standing there and you have three other people, you know, around you that can do damage, you put that shit down. <laughs> you you get it done. Like you don't have to. You actually don't even really have to kill anybody with it. You just have to get them to move away from the objective. That's essentially what you got to do. Or you draw people in. To try and kill it, and then you're able to kill him. Oh, absolutely, that happens all the time. Like, and you know, I see people have trouble with it. Like, oh, you know, when I put it down, they just kill it. Like, why aren't you sitting on it? Like, <laughs> just just sit on it. Like, that is your egg. Sit on the egg. <laughs> just about to say it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get it, but I I really I think it's fine. I don't think I honestly don't, I can't think of anything that I would change with her. The biggest, you know, what the biggest problem I have with Arissa. Is nothing of her kit. It's the net code. The net code is. F- I, I, they really need to improve the net code in this game. And it's I think I'll think it's the best there is. <laughs> it no, is I mean, it, not. no, it's the it's the it's the highest tick rate since they made the change. Like, oh, you mean for Overwatch months ago? No, I mean for any game. So, but the whole trust of shooter philosophy is not fair. Uh, like, just, well, I don't think that's. I don't think that's tick rates, though. I didn't say anything about the tick rate. I said it's like the net code. The net code is comprised of, you know, all of gotcha. that. Server gotcha. tick rate, I, uh, you know, trust a shooter, stuff like I that. Got, okay. I I thought you were saying tick rate. Sorry. No. No. So the, the, the thing about trust a shooter, it also goes for abilities, right? So there's so many times where I will see a Reinhardt charge, right? I see the Reinhardt charging, and mm. before he hits me, I hit fortify. I, I hear the noise. I go gold, but yet I still get charged, and I die, or he knocks me out of position. Like that's that shit's not fair. Like I understand that he didn't receive the packet that he was supposed to get that showed that I fortified, but how's that fit not fair to me? That like I saw him coming, I hit the button, I fortified, and I still get I still get wrecked. Either that or the you know? server didn't receive it because I don't I don't. I don't play Arissa a ton, but I played her a lot more recently on my practice account, and I don't have a problem with that. Like it doesn't happen all the time, but it happens in critical moments. <laughs> like that's the thing, you know. Like Reinhardt's aren't just charging all over the place. Reinhardt will usually generally charge at a critical moment, and that's when I really need when I really need it to work. Sometimes it happens and it pisses me off. Like if I get moved. And I die because of it. And then the team collapses on top of that. I get so mad if we lose that point. Because we shouldn't have. I should have fortified. And I should have stayed put. The Reinhardt probably either would have died or stayed or started to move back. You know? 
It's 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 the fucking worst when that happens, I and mean, it really bothers me. They re- that's the worst part about playing Orissa is the is stuff like that. And I've also been seeing it more frequently uh, with diva bombs, right? With with the diva explosions, where uh, I saw a teammate of mine who was clearly around this corner get killed by a diva explosion, and that's probably that's like a trust the shooter thing. Oh no. I don't know how that works with trust the shooter, how those type of locations work. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, actually a blind gentleman said, to be honest, the worst hero to feel it on is Anna. The nade and the sleep timing are so important, and to see a target like Genji get slept on your screen, only for him to have dashed through you and you're dead a split second later is incredibly annoying. Yes, it is. (laughs) I I could totally agree with that. And there's also times where See, I'll be playing. Go ahead. I just wonder if that's your guys' lag because I mean I literally never see anything like I have that. A thir- I have a thirty millisecond ping. And yeah, but that doesn't mean you're not getting. I don't. Yeah, I I'm just making a guess. All I'm saying is I literally ping. play a ton of hours every week, and I um I mean I there's very few times where I go I hit that button. You know you're, you're like normally I'm like fuck dude I was a second behind on that button. You know like. Yeah, so, no, I, like, so I don't know if it's computer or what it could be, but I mean, I never see that. Dude, I don't so have. I don't I don't, there's not a single other multiplayer game where I have this issue. It's, it's just, I just don't. My upload speed is I think like around 50 megs. My download speed is like 150 megs. Kind of like that's card you have? Oh, I have a GTX 1070. 10, yeah, I have no idea. I just, yeah. I just know that I personally never see it. Yeah, like, so, like, it's, I mean, it could be that you're just blaming yourself for Blizzard's failure, Bob. You're too hard on yourself, Bob. <laughs> That's the problem. But, yeah, definitely, it. I really would like to fix it. Like, I'll have it times where I'm soldier, obviously hit scan, and I get killed by somebody only to have them die a second later from my hit. That's that's that that that's definitely like netcode. But go ahead, what's up, Bob? Okay, so you just said something. Do you have a? Do you have a uh, uh, hundred forty-four hertz uh, one uh, one millisecond return time monitor? I have a one millisecond return time monitor, but it's not one hundred forty-four hertz. That could be. That could be it. I mean, that uh, you might not be seeing stretch. everything that I am seeing, possibly. I mean, I'm seeing, I'm seeing more than double the f- the frames per second that you are. You know what I mean? Yeah, but at the same time, like a 144 hertz monitor doesn't change the sound effects of the game. You know, like if I hear the fortify, you know that means that. that it's fortified. And like I said, the example I just used with um, Soldier, if if somebody actually killed me, they shouldn't die after I die. Like, literally, like, I die, kill over, and then they die by my hand. Not like, you know, they die. I see them come up on a screen and somebody else is in the kill feed. It's me. <laughs> you know, that shouldn't be happening. Uh, I Yeah, I have no idea what it could be. Yeah, so we're not going to fix it on this show, Bob. I'll tell you that much. Uh, what do you that think is- of Doomfist? I, don't, I still don't like Doomfist. Doomfist, for me, is not a fun character to play. He's just—he's just not a fun character to play to me. Um, 
you know, I, I don't I don't play a first person shooter to play a melee character. And I know somebody's saying it right now because I've heard it said before. Well, Reinhardt's a melee character. Reinhardt's primary job is to shield, not melee. Reinhardt is a protector. Doomfist's job is to hop into danger, punch people, and hop out of danger. Yeah, but he's not very. He came in with a thunder because he could get kills super easy. Then they changed him. He couldn't get kills super easy. Now it's extremely rare that I run into a good Doomfist. I will say when I do run into a good Doomfist, it sucks. Yeah. Um, we ran into one the other day. We're like, dude, this guy's really good at Doomfist. What the heck? Um, but for the most part, not real happy with the character. And I think like they could do something to make him feel better because he just doesn't feel good after you've used your your cooldowns yeah that little I mean, uh left click of his uh primary fire for you console players is just no fun i mean i just feel like he's out of place i feel like he's an out of place character and i think if they try to tweak his current kit it might make him overpowered i can see that that's i think that's kind of the issue he just feels as a kit he feels out of place you know yeah and he's really yeah. hard to play they would have to, I think they would actually have to change his kit to be, I'm sorry, but more first-person shooter. Like, you know, he has inputs like a fighting game. This isn't a fucking fighting game. You, you know, you need to put, you know, string combos together to make him effective. This is not a fighting yeah. game, <laughs> you I, know? I would have rather had him, um, I would have rather had him be a more of a tank. I mean, I think that would have been a lot more fun and he could have displaced people but not done as much damage i think you even mentioned this one time and i think it it would have just been more fun all around for everybody the people playing against doom and the people playing doom right yeah i i just he didn't need to be a character <laughs> he really didn't like okay fine we could have you know he could have just been somebody in the lore or something like that or they could have had an event and he could have been the big boss in the event or something like that but he really didn't need to be a character uh you know this i like him i just like to see him get some work but no i don't I think liked, he did it i like the marketing around him i like i love the marketing and the stuff that they did around him the, the comic they put out for doomfist is probably the best comic they had that animated like uh the the anime it's not an animation i guess it's like an animated like you know uh backstory thing that they do was the best that they had it was awesome mm -hmm. and then the character comes out and it's just like oh i'm never gonna play this guy <laughs> you know because i just i would definitely play him, him if he was if he was good i still yeah, play so him in uh free for all the times though pretty fun there yeah and the thing about doomfist though like let's be honest he gets he's relegated to chasing around healers this big bad you know it'll be like you know this big bad dude is chasing around your healers like that's basically what he does essentially uh you know because other characters do have a lot of tools to kind of deal with him he has a big body so soldier can definitely land a lot of hits on him uh mccree can stun him roadhog can hook him you know, like it's mm -hmm. it's definitely I don't know. Like I don't know what they're gonna they're gonna do something with him because the Overwatch credo is all heroes need to be viable, which is a really bad idea, <laughs> you know. And so they're gonna do something with him because obviously he has low play rate, he has low rates in in the higher tiers. But 
you know, I don't, I don't know what they're gonna do. If they do something to him, I'm pretty positive it's going to take him out of balance, especially they've, for the lower tiers. They've fixed a few of his bugs. He's you're able. To, I've I've played him since the last patch where they made it easier to hit people, right? To hit people with the side of your fist and type uh, type of thing, but it still just doesn't feel that good. No, so I I think any change they make to him is probably gonna take him out of balance and just make it a bit more unfun to play against so we'll see uh more or last hero though which i would have been okay if they didn't release a third hero this year i really would have i we think know. i i would have preferred a new game mode i would have preferred a new game mode over a new hero a new, but a new competitive game mode to be a new competitive game mode yes i would yeah not just like something that you put into the arcade but i'm actually talking about something that you can play in comp I thought it would have been better, but here we go. We got Moira. We have another healer now that can output tons of heals. I mean, she's still. I mean, like Mercy still has her place. Like a lot of people thought that Mercy was dead. Obviously not. Mercy still has her place. I'm sorry, but Rez is never going anywhere. Rez is such a powerful move that yeah, Mercy is still good. You're, you're always like, Mercy is always going to be good. That Rez, even though they they did bring it down, which we're gonna. Uh, you know, dig into that. Uh, they nerfed it a bit. It's still a super powerful move, so she's always out of place. But the thing that Moira did, I will say, is now if we really need a healer, the only person I was really decent at on healing was Zen. I was okay with Lucio, but I wouldn't want to go Lucio in a pinch. You know, I, w- I don't want to go Lucio in competitive. Yeah. You're, uh, you're uh, Lucio lacks wall riding. Yeah, like, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I uh, with Moira, you can just kind of ho- if you if you DPS, you can just hop on Moira. The only thing you got to remember is, oh yeah, left click so you can heal your people. Don't get too far. Don't get too uh, obsessed with doing damage. Unfortunately, people. I mean, even freaking timeless at game night this last weekend. He's on he's on Moira. Didn't heal hardly at all. <laughs> it's oh, like yeah. people get distracted and just want to do damage want to throw the damage ball out but it's definitely the weaker part of her kit you know yeah you shouldn't be your your damage should be like an assist type of damage you know yep. it shouldn't be the primary thing you do but the thing about Moira is that she can peel for herself now <laughs> you know she if you have a Moira in the back Moira can kind of peel for herself. She throws her heel on the ground and stays around that. And she has, has a she has a fucking twenty meter range on a sticky, you know, uh, projectile. Not projectile, I, but I a sticky. Her a bunch. It ain't fucking sticky. It, dude, it is fucking sticky. I'm sorry. It is sticky. It is absolutely sticky. It's annoying. Is is what it is. You don't have to be as accurate as Zarya. It's it's not as sticky as Symmetra. Symmetra has extreme stickiness. That's extreme. That is the definition of sticky. You shouldn't have, it should not be reaching around corners to kill somebody. But Moira's uh, beam is definitely sticky, and it actually needs a nerf on console. 100%. You could just wreck face with Moira on console right now. Makes sense. So I think maybe the stickiness is way easier to see on console because people are constantly moving out of crosshair. Your tracking well, is probably pretty is is pretty good. Yeah, but it's it could be a lot due to aim assist. No, you're not listening to what I'm saying. People move out of the crosshair and they're still getting hit by Moira's beam on console. Gotcha. Maybe lag then or something. 
All I know is I've played it quite a bit, and it's not so it's do not I. sticky, in my opinion. Did you stop aiming for the head? Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> which helped, which helped quite a bit, but it still annoys the crap out of me. Yeah, like I, I am for the body is totally sticky. Like it definitely, like I could, I could probably on PC, I can have half of the crosshair off of the body, and it's still, you know. It's still like I, I'm still sticky on the character. Like I said, you can't like go off and turn around like you can with Mercy or Symmetra or anything like that. But still, it is definitely sticky. It's not like Zarya's beam where, uh, you know, it, which is not sticky at all. But on console, Moira, uh, you know, Moira definitely needs she needs some attention. She needs some attention. So. But, I mean, I'm not mad at the character. I think it's a good character. I think two out of three characters in a year that are pretty good. You know, that's not bad. Like, that just Doomfist. I just don't like him as a character. I don't really see him going anywhere unless they make some major changes. And, may, and those changes, if they're on the current kit, I think it's going to take him out of balance. You know, so, I was talking about changes to established characters. Uh, I kind of have them out of order here, but we're going to start with D.Va. Diva got a change in 2016 that made her more damage mitigation. And then she got a change. Did she, was it 2016 or was it early 2017 where they changed her for more DM? I can't remember. It feels like ages ago. Wait, more, they made, more defensive? They gave her more. Well, basically, so Diva was like a bully before, right? You know, she was a, she was a bully. They took uh, away her armor. Yeah, they took away armor. They took away anyway. armor, and they it used to be when you used defense matrix. Remember, it just was a cooldown. It, it, it was a cooldown ability. They yep. used it all at all at one time, and, and she now was uses not fuel. very good. Yeah, now he uses uh, fuel, or you know, has a has a bar. So they changed. I can't remember if they made that change in twenty fifteen, in twenty sixteen, or twenty seventeen. I can't, I think it was twenty sixteen they made that change, but then they kind of turned her back into a bully again by reducing the the. the uh, reducing the defense matrix and, you know, uh, giving her those rockets, pushing out all that damage, you know? Uh, she's definitely, I think she's more versatile because of it. But, I mean, I I don't know. I really didn't have, I didn't have a problem with the matrix the way it was. Uh, I thought it was fine. You just had to make sure you got her out of mech before using your abilities. I, as Zarya, I still try to make sure I do that because I don't want my ultimate, not abilities, but ultimates. Uh, I, uh, I still don't want my ultimate to accidentally get eaten. I still I see that happen all the time. Like, uh, Diva's not even trying to eat your ult. You just happen to have, she just happens to have defense matrix up as you pop your ult, you know? I I th- I think the changes. I think she's at a good spot now. I I really like her now. I don't still don't play her much. I'd like to get better at her, but I think you know her missiles and stuff uh, gave people like ABG the opportunity to do those. She could either be a bully or she could be a backline defender. You know, she 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 can do multiple roles now instead of having to use that defense matrix. And really, I mean, her her gun just really didn't do much unless you were right on top people before. Now you can you can really get a little bit of a a damage boost when using rockets along with your guns, and you can do it while you're flying. I mean, it's just right. in a pretty it's in a pretty good spot, in my opinion. Well, that was kind of the trade off with her before was that uh, you know you she doesn't have to reload. 
you know, and they also they also increase the speed of her while she's firing her guns. They did do that as well, but you didn't. You, that, that was kind of a trade off because she didn't have to reload like everybody else. So you know, it's kind of understandable. Not to mention, if you were on top of somebody, you could do a lot of damage with those, uh, you know, with the cannons of hers. So I mean, I, I, I I'm not again, I'm not anti diva. I don't think it was a bad change. I just liked her the way she was. I definitely didn't play her as much, you know. Uh, and yes, actually, they also now she can shoot and fly at the same time, uh, you know. Which, while you're chasing somebody down, that's huge. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's helped her a ton. Yeah, that is massive. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I liked her the way she was before. I played her more because when I play a tank, I play more damage mitigation I, I mitigate the damage i keep you know uh i try to keep the back line clear like the healers and stuff like that i mean you can only do that so much as arissa it's actually easy to do that as zarya but you know you could do it with diva before but now i just really don't play her as much as she, i used to yeah she creates space that's what that's what she does and she really is good to getting people off the high grounds like i don't even know I don't, I don't. I mean, you can use monkey, but she's just better at it. Mm, yeah. All right. So let's talk about Junkrat. This <laughs> re, the ridiculousness of Pumpkin. how how much they buffed him. You know, and it actually, it, and it's part of the. I think it probably kind of shows a problem with their balance philosophy that they want every character to be viable at all levels. It's just not going to happen. Um. Uh, without kind of breaking the character. Don't get me wrong, Junkrat's viable at every level now. He definitely is viable at every single level, but he's ridiculous. Like, there's no there's no balance to his power. There's, like, no balance to his power. He has 200 health. He can literally fly into an area. He jumps in the middle of a group and then starts outputting a shit ton of damage. He has two mines, so he can damage you, push you away from him, you know, or and he can damage you, push you away from him, and also escape out of the way. He has a and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like it's super easy to do that either. Yeah, it's but definitely it, it, not easy. But it's not that difficult either. And it's <laughs> dude to do what I've been practicing. Me and on and Andreas have been practicing where we do what the pros do, where we turn 180 degrees, look down 45 degrees. Put the the mine there and shoot off, and then turn back 180 degrees, and then do it again in the air. Like it's like you can get a lot more distance. It was something I learned from the prepare to attack Junkrat episode. Yeah, you can get a lot more distance than that, but just to make him fly into an area, you don't need that much distance. The maps aren't that large. No, I yeah. Well, if I don't do that, I end up hitting the ceiling so often. Right, yeah, like the maps just aren't that big, so you know that that's kind of my idea. Like before the buffs, Junkrat was a glass cannon, and that's not a problem. We're talking about a character that outputs a ton of damage. Yeah, everything he, was, he does, he was shit before though. Everything he does outputs a ton of damage. He was cut though. I can, but I okay. So fine, you they want to make it so that he doesn't hurt himself with his grenades. Well, something's got to give now. Well, yeah, if they didn't do that, that specific one, he'd still be just trash. Well, I mean, something he was has trash. Well, that's that's okay though. He was used in the lower elos, and the lower elos, he was fucking shit up. 
it's at you know the upper elos like if you're talking like you know higher gold platinum uh you know diamond above stuff like that sure he wasn't being used there's nothing wrong with having a character when you have a roster of 25 <laughs> you know there's nothing wrong or 26 there's nothing wrong with having a character that doesn't get played in the upper in the upper elos yeah all in all though what they've done has been incredible i mean we we're looking at a pro scene that had the same six characters every match boring as hell now we're looking at pro games where it changes based on the map i mean there's sometimes a run double sniper sometimes they even run bastion now like i mean it's freaking awesome and that's with a fully organized team who works with each other but for the other 35 million people who play this game or have you know active accounts that's fucking i mean like it's it's ridiculous what can like what what he can do the fact and that he could he, he just like he does he, he can he can go into any situation with zero fear and just output a shit ton of damage his if they're gonna make it so that he does not get damaged by his own grenades which is a specialty to him because everybody else who has projectiles can generally get hit by their own projectiles um they need to reduce the damage that his grades do, that his minds do. You know, they, they, the damage needs to get reduced. Okay, he's not a glass cannon anymore. Then you got to take away the cannon. You, well, you're not taking away the cannon part, but you got to, you know, reduce the amount of damage that he does. Like, you can't be close to him, and you can't ignore him if he's far away. You know, what gives? And um. even beforehand, it was the tanks that would have to go deal with him, because if you were a Soldier 76, or you were a McCree, even if he could damage himself, you he was doing more damage to you than he was to himself. So he like getting close to him as Soldier McCree was not a good idea. Uh, yeah, those are just two characters I, I thought off the top of my head. The only way he got better at a higher elo though was because he can jump in and he can be scrappy now. Like he he couldn't be scrappy ever before. But just I mean like that's fine. I think he needed to like he needed to sit in the back line. With his like, you know, with maybe some tank support or something like that, and project damage onto the battlefield. Now he just fucking just jumps into the middle of a fight and just puts out a ton of damage. He could jump into. You could be playing um, Nepal and you're on Sanctum. Is it Sanctum or the Sanctuary? I think it's Sanctum. That the one where it's in the actual temple, and he just jumps onto the point, starts outputting a bunch of damage, throws, puts a grenade down, or puts a mine down, blows everybody off the point. Like that's fucking ridiculous. Just, just keep making my point for me. He's awesome now. It's, I mean, it's a good thing for the game. There's so many characters that are awesome now. The the two we've talked about so far, awesome now. The next one, not so much. Uh, no, I don't. I don't find it awesome because it does, it lacks balance. I mean, it just it just lacks. I don't think so. I mean, if that if that were the case, I would play Junkrat every time. But I just don't see him as being the best character to play when I'm choosing DPS. You know what I mean? Just because something lacks balance doesn't mean that they're uh, a very good character to play. <laughs> you know, like it's still a team game. If this game was more singular or was more about more about uh, uh, get just getting damage and kills, it'll be a different story. But luckily, Overwatch is still objective based. You know, but I'm talking about like it's when we, when you're in a situation. Yeah. He's where, definitely OP in free for all. I mean, I almost win every time I play Junkrat in free for all. Like that's just almost a given because there's so many targets, you know, that you can shoot at. Like there's seven, right? You know, one more than a normal game, and nobody's mitigating damage for the other, or healing the other. I mean, he's monster there, right? 
like he and some people compare it to the Symmetra buff, right? Um, it's not the same thing. Like Symmetra's had a huge problem because she was literally only viable on the first point of two CP maps, that and at the second point of two CP maps, like you just like there was no point to use her, and if it was it was something other than two CP, using her in comp. That wasn't it wasn't a great idea. Um, Junkrat was only good before the change. I mean, he was only good on Temple of Anubis first point only, and Eichenwald first point only. I believe. I'm I mean, sorry. That was, that was literally it. He could never be used on a. He could never be used on a attack. He was widely regarded as the worst character in Overwatch. Possibly at higher elos, which brings my no, point. No, at freaking a- normal elos. Like I remember being a goal and be like, "Fuck, man, they picked fucking junk rat, I consider- worthless I- piece of shit character there is in Overwatch." Uh, like me I- and Tank used to go off about it. Yeah, well, then that person maybe was bad at junk rat. I mean, like if you used nope. him sensibly, you had to use him sensibly. He just wasn't. He just wasn't good, dude. He, I mean, I could show you the archives. Like he just wasn't good. I mean, you don't have to show me the archives. I've been playing the game since beta. But, like, I mean, Junkrat wasn't a super trash character. It's just like he wasn't great at higher elos because people knew how to deal with him. And when I say higher elos, let's just let's call yes. Platinum the split. Anything I say higher elo, I'm talking Platinum and above because Platinum is, like, basically the middle and it splits up. But, like, gold and below, like, you can fuck shit up. And I think that was fine. I think that was totally okay. I never saw him fuck shit up. Until they, like, when he did a damage to himself, he was a trash character that shouldn't even have been in the game. And there's many people that agree with me there. There's many people that agree with me, so we're just going to have to continue to disagree on that. And we'll move on to Roadhog, who also had a uh, major changes because people can't, you know, people like, I don't get it. Like, I never was snuck up on by Roadhog. Never. And people like they were, you know, they, they they hated that that hook kill combo, which, you know, I I never had an issue with that. Would just get constantly getting hooked by a like let's say just a regular roadhog. If I got hooked by a roadhog, the guy was decent, you know, the guy waited until you were in a good position and and, and actually hitting those hooks and then pulling them for the kill. That was one thing. But like people were complaining, like, "Oh no, it's too easy to do." Which I mean, I played against a bunch of Roadhogs that could not get the hook kill combo going. Like they, they like you know, they hook you in, they do damage on you, but they couldn't get the kill off. You know, yeah. so I thought it was I thought it was fine, especially with the way his kit was before, because that was pretty much all he had. Other than that, he was like wide open, you know, for taking shots. Like he, he couldn't just go step out into the middle of a group and try to hook somebody because he'd get fucked up. He'd feed alts, you know? And that's actually what we saw happen with him when he got nerfed originally. He was useless. He was useless. absolutely useless to get the hook, couldn't get the kill, and then you basically just feed somebody's alts. If you got out in the in the open, uh, you know, you were feeding the other team's alt. He was an alt battery. His state right now is way better than it was after the initial alt. Uh, he's outputting a shit ton of damage. He mitigates a lot of damage. Like he can, he basically can, can sit on a control point and help you keep the point controlled. Uh, you know, with his when he hits the vape. Mm. Uh, I'm definitely seeing more roadhogs getting the hook kill. You know, by hooking, shooting, and then melee. You know. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm on Reaper, dude. For some reason. 
he's getting the kill off on me and I don't freaking get it. I don't know if it's because my body model's bigger or the head model's bigger or what. But I've seen that more than a few times. It's driving me freaking nuts when I play Reaper. I'm still not having a problem on Lucio. I get a boop off. But he's killing me with Reaper. It feels like before the melee comes in. Either that or people have made macros and the melee comes so so fast that I just don't see it. Uh, right. That could be the pos the pos the possibility because that's what I had on Roadhog. I had a separate button that was shoot and melee until I found out that that was actually breaking the uh, the rules of Overwatch, and then I I uh, I stopped using that tactic because I didn't want to be doing something that was taboo. But I mean, I used to be able to shoot and like melee with that with with that one button to where you wouldn't even see the shot usually like it would just be the melee but the shot goes off but it was so fast that you just didn't see it so maybe they're doing that to me and i'm just not seeing it possibly uh yeah i do notice that some people like i, I can't even respond before like you know i get hooked and shot and meleeed before the um you know, the animation for me being stunned is even over. And I'm like, that's kind of bullshit. But yeah, I yeah it's a really that. easy macro to make, dude. I mean, with any with any gaming mouse software, you can make it easy as pie. I just don't use it because it's not legal. Right. Well, yeah, a lot of people don't care about that. I think, I don't know, I think they, <laughs> in my opinion, they kind of made the Roadhog thing worse, right? I mean, that's another thing. It's, you know, multiplayer games are about balance and, and trade-offs. Roadhog can hook and kill one person out of position. But if he leaves himself open, he can get just demolished. Now, now he can hook, kill, he can hook, shoot, melee, and kill somebody. And then as he's running away, you know, while he's doing all that, your team could be firing into him. And if he has 100 health as he's running away and hitting the vape, he'll just totally get away. He'll just completely get away. Drives me nuts, man. Even when I'm laying into his head with freaking Reaper. He's still surviving. I'm like, yeah, like he has to reload before I can kill him. Exactly. So that's, that's kind of the deal. Like he, I think it's, it's, it's a little worse. He's more of a noise now than he was before. I, I'm like, okay. It's just a different annoyance. It's a different, it isn't as impactful though. Cause the deletion was definitely more impactful, but the problem that I run into now is I have to remember not to chase him when he runs off and tries to run me into the rest of his team. And I just want to get that last hit. And then I make the wrong choice. You make the right choice, though. He's definitely not as impactful as he was before, in my opinion. Right. I mean, but even like if you don't kill him, it's still a plus for him. Like the, on, on defense, you know, the longer the defensive team stays alive, that's they're winning. You know that that they're winning yeah, as really long as they're good alive. for stalling points and stuff, and yeah, yeah. I mean, he out ton, he outputs a ton of damage. He can still move people out of that like that are out of position, and he when he get when he pulls you to him, like he's gonna put a ton of damage on you. And it only takes you know two shots or a shot in the melee, and that that's it. So I, the people who are whining about it, I think they actually made it a little worse. So, uh, but now let's talk about Mercy because Mercy had big changes too which they couldn't figure out what to do with Mercy for a while. <laughs> they really couldn't figure out what to do with Mercy. Uh, even though I do like the changes they made to her in, in the latest uh, patch. So, I mean, let's talk first. I mean, at the beginning of this year, Mercy can mass res. 
that is no more. She cannot mass res anymore. You're not going to have, well, hopefully you're not going to have a, a Mercy just sitting around a corner uh, waiting for the ults to pop off, waiting for a team to guy, die, and then fly in and then bring everybody back. Which, to be honest with you, I don't think it was that bad when she wasn't invulnerable. But when she became invulnerable while hitting her ult, that's when I, that's when I started to notice people were complaining about it more. That's when it kind of became a problem. Because at least, okay, fine. She'd bring her team back from death. But she'd die herself. And that means her team was lacking a healer. So, you know, now you have a, a fresh team that just got rezzed. Uh, but if you had, let's say, let's say you wipe their team out and there's only three of you. But then she rezzes four of her people. Like, that's still a fight that's on her, you know, that's on her side. That, that, that's an advantage for her team. If six of the enemies come in, they wipe out the team, and then she decides to come and do a mass res while not invulnerable, eh, that's kind of her fault at that point. Like, it's like, okay, she shouldn't have did that. That was a bad res. But then she became invulnerable, and that's when it's like, well, fuck. Like, what do you do about that? Like, she's, she usually flies so fast, you can't get to her. Before she hits the button, she reses, and that's, you know, it. So now she can only res every she can res every 30 seconds. Actually, at this point, now it takes her, what was it, 1.75 seconds to do a res. So there's actually a little bit of time for her for the uh, the res to actually pop off. It has a was uh, a not deployment time. What's the word I'm looking for, Bob? Um cooldown? No, 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 not cooldown, but a uh, a casting oh, time. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, uh, casting as a, time. As a casting yep. time. And I think that's fine because res is a incredibly powerful move to bring one character back at full health especially if that character is a tank if a team just got done killing a roadhog which we just talked about not being easy and then you bring that roadhog back at 600 health with his cooldown with his you know abilities available shit like that is that's a really demoralizing fight to have again (laughs) you know same thing with a Reinhardt. You you just killed like you know the the team's Reinhardt went down. She's you know kind of like behind cover resing him. That is a fight that's like oh god damn it another twenty five k you know two uh, you know twenty five uh, hundred damage that you got to do just to get him out of there. So Rez always needed to have some type of balance there. It's su- it was such a powerful move, and I think that this is a good balance. I think a better balance may have been to only bring that character back at half health. You know. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, we talked about that. I think that that would have been good. But I will say I still think it might not be a bad idea to revisit that for Blizzard to like revisit that and maybe change the trade-off for you know, like for the casting time possibly like just play with that maybe, not put it in the PTR and for sure put it in. <laughs> like just maybe play with it internally but uh i think she's in a great spot now i I did not like her when she initially got changed she was just out out of this world especially when she first got changed and she could wipe a whole team with with her pistol during valkyrie but she feels pretty good now she's still basically a good mercy's unkillable while she's in valkyrie but we've all found out and most people understand now that when she does that just leave her alone and just try and knock out people on the ground Absolutely. That's that's the um, best way to handle it. Yeah, and so I feel like she's in a good spot now. I feel like the bad mercies do get killed while they're rezzing the good ones. Uh, they say, hey, you're too far out. I can't res you. Or they get around a corner. I'm a bad mercy, by the way. I just <laughs> try to res because I'm like, ooh, I got a res. Like, it's like kind of like a 
piece of candy. I'm like, right. Ooh, shiny. But uh, I'm also very new to playing playing Mercy. So I, I'm really, I do really like the changes that they've done to Mercy, and I'm okay with her. All right. And the last change we're going to talk about, which uh, it's uh, Lucio. I actually almost forgot about this until somebody, somebody uh, brought it up in the chat. But Lucio's aura was, well, his healing range was nerfed from 30 meters to 10 meters. And now he has like an aura around him where you can see if you're in the circle, you're either going to get speed boosted or you're going to get uh, healed. I like the change, like, to be honest with you. I think it, uh, you know, because Lucio was had a super high pick rate before. He still has a high pick rate. But even before that, like he was uh, a must pick. Actually, a lot of Mercy mains would complain about that. Like, you know, they're nerfing Mercy or they're doing this to Mercy, but Lucio gets picked a lot. Uh, because of you know he if he was in, if you could see him essentially you would get healed. There very there is not that many places in Overwatch where your line of sight is that long where you could have been out of the range of the Lucio. I mean even in the early days in the beta when his you know his range was still thirty meters, but in the forums the Overwatch team would say yeah if you're in line of sight of Lucio you'll get healed. Like that, it was that, like, you know, that's how they designed the maps. But now it's 10 meters. It makes it so he has to be a bit more active. But at the same time, they made changes so he can move around faster if he wall rides and when he jumps off the wall and stuff like that. So I do like it. Well, I might be a little biased. Uh, Lucio's pick rates are way down, though, according to, uh, to omnicmeta.com. Well, now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. I will say uh, the Lucio changes are by far the best change in the game. Uh, and that's totally a biased opinion from someone who used to never play Lucio and thought he was the most boring, lame character in the game. And now it's probably my favorite character to play in all of the game. And he's probably the one that I'm arguably the best at uh, out of just every character. Uh, I mean, maybe I have a little bit more experience with Reaper, but I think if you look at across all of my games, if I played just Lucio or if I played just Reaper, I would rise a lot more on just Lucio. Right. So I'd, I'd freaking love the changes. I love the fact that his that his aura shows you what 10 meters is. <laughs> I think that's the coolest thing ever because in so many prepare to attacks, I'm like, okay, so 10 meters is basically how far Lucio's aura goes out from him. And even Wawa's, uh, Wawa's boot camp coaches have been like, that's a really good, oh man, I never even thought about that to use that to teach. That's really good in understanding distance in Overwatch. And so just across yeah. the board, I just, I, I think. You know, and they made him to where he could have more of a DPS impact. I mean, I impact the game a lot getting kills. Uh, you get the boops. You can aim the boops. I mean, he's just a very impactful character now. And he used to have basically a low skill ceiling, and now he has a really high skill ceiling, which is, I just, I just love it. Yeah, I think a lot of people didn't realize how far meters were until the Lucio you know, now, now you know. So it makes it, and people can make a bit more informed decisions. So it, it definitely was great. 
Uh, let's talk about maps. We did have we got three new characters. We got three new maps this year. Oasis was at the very top of this year. It came out in January uh, after being in on the PTR in December of 2016. But January 2017, we got Oasis, which I still think is the best looking map in this game. And it's supposed to look like that. It's supposed to look rich. You know, it's supposed to look like, you know, technology, uh, technologically advanced, supposed to be beautiful. Uh, and I really, I like Oasis as a map. Like, I don't sigh when I see it come up in competitive. I'm like Junkertown, which we'll talk about. But uh, yeah, I actually do like Oasis as a map. It looks, it looks amazing. It looks beautiful, gorgeous. I just hate playing it. Oh yeah, no. I look, which is I weird like to, for me because I, I love I love Koth. Well, why do you hate playing Oasis? Because the three different levels are so vastly different. Uh, I feel that to be completely competitive on them, you have to almost completely change your comp every time, which just isn't going to happen in a regular comp game. And I think, I think that's the problem. You can have a comp that's really good for one of the maps, but instead of having to do a little tweak to it, you have to completely change it. Like you can really get away with a, you know, a, a Reinhardt and a Zarya on two of them, but on one of them, you go with those, those, uh, those picks and they pick, you know, uh, a complete dive team. You can't do anything. So, my problem is it just takes too much coordination, and you know, that's basically where I'm at with that one. Uh, I'm never gonna fault a map for taking too much coordination in a team game. Uh, I have a good time when I'm playing that map. I really don't have any issues with it. Um, I mean, out of all the Koth maps, my least favorite has to be Ilios. Like, I'm not a huge fan of Ilios, you know. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Ilios for the same thing. Uh that the one the ruins is really throws me off. Yeah, the ruins you definitely have to kind of change your comp a bit. Uh with the other maps, you actually, you know, one of the reasons I don't like Ilios is because it's too it's too cheese friendly, right? Like like uh, getting booped off the map is just is cheese to me. You know, oh come that, on! That, that, she's like, I, I. It's cheese if you're fair. If you're Lucia, that's skill, bro. No, uh, it's cheese, man. Like you, <laughs> especially if because a lot of people like if you catch somebody backing up, like while they're you know, like let's say you're there at Winston and they're fighting somebody and they're backing up. You know how far you can knock somebody back, you know, off of that goddamn map. Like it, it fucking sucks. Like I'm just with know. Lucio isn't the easiest, uh, just because. You gotta you gotta get in there close, and a lot of people have gotten real smart about like where to not position themselves against Lucio. Right. Thera, though, on the other hand, if you catch a team that's not looking up, all of a sudden you're just like, boop. Yeah, with Farah, I have on multiple occasions on the lighthouse shot into the lighthouse without seeing anybody. Shot into the lighthouse and have knocked people off of the like off of the goddamn map, and I'm like, you know, that's ridiculous that I was just able to do that. Like, I did it one time and I knocked four people out of that door, Bob. I was like, wow, wow, you know, got plenty of the game for it. And like, they don't even know that's coming. See, <laughs> Lucio, it's a little harder because people see that and they're like, nope, put my back to a wall, bro. They're doing the exact opposite of what they're doing when they're around Doom. 
technically speaking, yeah, but at the same time, like, especially if you're in the middle of a fight inside the lighthouse, Lucio can kind of come out of nowhere. He doesn't have heavy footsteps, you know, so he can kind of zip in, boop somebody, and then... He doesn't have any footsteps. Uh, yeah, he has rollerblades, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like it's not, like he, he he can get around pretty quickly. Like he can just kind of show up and boop you, especially a good Lucio. So I mean, uh, Oasis, I thought it was good. Is that that wasn't their first new map? That was a, that was their second new map. Their first new map after release was Eichenwald. Uh, Eichenwald, but I was the second new map, and I liked it. I I, I really enjoy it. I like it more than the other two maps they released here. Now, Horizon, I don't have a problem with. I like Horizon too. I thought it was a good map. You know, it has it has some good lore to it. You know, like I, that's a, is it? Yeah. Other than Eichenvault, Eichenvault has good Overwatch lore, and Horizon has good Overwatch lore. But like both Junkertown and Oasis, you know, they're kind of they're places in the Overwatch universe, but they really don't give you any information at all on you know what happened in the story. But Horizon, I, I do kind of like it. People are definitely getting better at, uh, you know, I think uh, taking care of some of the cheese, like, you know, putting the Orisa shield down, the Orisa Torb or Orisa Bastion. Like, it's a lot easier to deal with that now because people kind of know what they're doing. That was a huge, huge, like, fucking, you know, pain in the ass before. Like, people just couldn't get around it. They couldn't figure it out. Um, and a blind gentleman just said in chat, like Horizon gets a bad rap, a bad uh, rep for being a map because it's two CP, which is true. People still hate, you know, two CP. And I mean, I really don't know what Blizzard is gonna do about that because you know, I mean, it just doesn't feel good to to lose on a two CP map <laughs> because you know you couldn't catch a Lucio. Uh, you know, kind of, you know, skating around the point or, you know, you have a roadhog who's just kind of sitting there or uh, or a maid just kind of plops onto the point, you know? Yeah, and but that that brings me to another thing. Uh, oh, no, we have that in the next uh, in the next thing. So never mind. I like I like Horizon. Yeah, I thought Horizon's good. Nobody uses the little graph thing. Nobody goes That's out the there. The one thing I would say is just lame. Yeah, nobody goes out there. It was a, a waste of time. <laughs> you said I'm nobody goes out there, but me and ABG were playing the other day, and ABG was typing ang- angrily to somebody while the Roadhog snuck out there. I was like, ABG, behind you. And yeah. he was actually out there. In, and I mean, we were, we were queuing at like 2,900 group rating. Right, yeah. But yeah, it's rare and it's dumb. I think the only- In my opinion. The only good thing that could have come out of that is that since nobody expects you to come out there, you know, your whole team goes right. Somebody at the point's like, hey, they're going left, you know, and you actually go outside. They, they're waiting for you to come up the steps because they're like, there's no way their whole team is outside in low graph. You know, that might be the only uh, <laughs> that might be the only benefit. Like, wow, they all went into low graph. Holy shit. You know. It's the sole health pack that never gets used, right? <laughs> the health pack that never gets used out there. And finally, we have Junkertown, which was the latest map. Not a fan. I'm not a fan of this map. I'm not a fan of the meta on this map either, even though I have used it several times to win on this map. The pirate ship, you know? Every time we play that map, I'm like, okay, timeless. It's time to set sail. <laughs> you know, let's go. I still don't know how I feel about it. I think I like it. I don't like it. It's 
I don't know, it, it, they definitely wanted to make uh, a sniper friendly map, right? I mean, it totally is sniper friendly. Um, oh yeah, the pros have come out multiple times on double snipers. Yeah, like it's definitely sniper friendly. I'm just not a fan of the map. I mean, it's it's got a uh, you know that question mark shape in the beginning, and then two U's, and that's it. That's the map. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I I just I do you know that's another one that, that doesn't bother me as much uh, because. I don't know. It just doesn't bother me as much as the 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 Koth, you know, thing with Oasis. But each different area, each of the three areas, you could change your comp and help your team tremendously. Like the Bastion really really is just really powerful on attack on the first point. He's not really as powerful after that. Uh you'll see the the pros switch off of him a lot once he gets knocked off the cart once. Yeah, so, after he gets knocked off the cart, but what happens a lot in competitive is he doesn't, it, it steamrolls. Like, he doesn't get knocked off. Yep, snowballs like because people just feed. They just yeah. keep walking into him and thinking they can be the one-man or two-man Rambo that takes him out. Yeah, like, it's... I know we have, like, I have a pretty good system that works if the team can coordinate and do it. Like, it's pretty easy for me as a wrestler to pull them off of the cart. And then around that time, that's when you have, like, a, a, I prefer a Farah. ABG would, would probably say Tracer and Diva to attack. Uh, but I prefer Farah to go around the back and light the bash up and kill him. And then you just got to keep him off at that what, point. What I found is just a good old Lucio to speed the whole goddamn team in. Yeah, yeah. You just all pounce on him at one time. Say, hey, "We're going in now to get bashed." Three, two, one, go. Yeah, and then like they kind of um the way people the where people set up in that map too makes it easy for them to set up the pirate ship. That's yeah. part of the problem. We've actually I, go ahead. You have you would have to set up closer to the uh, to where he's going to get on because you know they're going to do it. The last two times that I've played it, I've actually talked to my team and been like, "Hey, hey guys, uh, we should we should set up close, just in case they start with the pirate ship with a bastion, and then we can pounce on bastion quickly, and then it should force him off of bastion." Right. And people have been, they've done it. It worked yep. one of the times. It didn't work one the other time. Yeah, I know. If they would never would have buffed bastion to have the three sixty look. You know, he would. Uh, <laughs> it was actually wouldn't be a problem. That's so, another one I didn't I necessarily imagine. agree with. Uh, yeah, I never played it at that time. I can't imagine. Bastion was like a, that. Bastion was another one of those characters that was great at uh, at uh, low elos, but not good at high elos. Because he used to have a shield. He used to have a shield from six hundred health, six hundred uh, damage shield. So he's kind of like an off tank thing. Like yeah, he will literally like kind of just sit there. He have a shield in front of him, but he could he can only turn 180 degrees. That's so, another thing they changed. They changed what? Bastion. They reworked. They, they reworked, reworked Bastion. They reworked in Bastion. 2017. No, in 20. What did they do to Bastion in 2017? Wasn't it the start of season five? Where they made they did make changes to him. You're right. Yeah, that, they made it so he could self heal while while moving. That is true. Uh, they changed him to where he no longer does head shots. They changed it to where his spread headshots is and, immediate. Um, his, his, it, in sentry his, mode, he doesn't do headshots. In recon yeah. mode, he can. Yeah, they changed recon to be a little bit more uh, 
precise, I think. Um, yeah, they made a they made a few changes to him. Yeah, there. They gave him a, a damage reduction in Sentry mode. However, he just outputs so much damage. Still, you know, if you can't if you can't kill him, like you know, um, I will say I can go one on one with him with Zarya and barely live if. If I have both my uh, my um, uh, barrier and I get the first hit on him, like with the with the projectile, if I can get the first projectile hit on him, get his attention, I'm hit, I'm damaging him, and then he starts shooting me, I can take him out. Barely to be at a certain <laughs> a certain power level too on Zarya. Exactly, you can't start from zero. You know, so yeah, unless like, he shoots your entire shield. And well, then that's, boom, you're that's you're, what usually happens. Forty well, percent. It's so well. No, even even forty percent won't cut it because he'll still cut you down. But he like yeah, basically he shoots so fast and outputs so much damage that your shield's gonna go up and then immediately down. It's gonna be up down just like that because and he he's gonna charge. There's nothing he can do about it. Um, but yeah, you're right. They did they did. I forgot about Bastion. I forgot. I mean, it it definitely helped him. But he's still not being played all that much. He's still just a huge fucking annoyance for, for the most part. You know. But I do enjoy getting recon kill cards. Like, you know, in-game in cards. You know, bashing, you know, 28 recon kills. <laughs> that kind of, you know, kills, uh, you know, fucks some people. But, yeah, Junker Town, I'm just not a fan of the map, to be honest with you. I do uh, think, uh, I don't know. I just think. I'm still, I'm still on the fence. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan. Whenever I see it, I'm like, I kind of roll my eyes a little bit. So, but um, let's move on to a couple other things. Like one, the CP percentage. This was a change that they made to kind of uh, deal with tiebreakers on two CP maps. This was what I wanted to talk about. Uh, when I was talking about Horizon. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I have no problem with 2CP anymore because of this. This has made 2CP a lot less stressful for me and it has really improved 2CP for me across the board. Right, yeah. I think it definitely has led to uh, less ties. Um, uh, I think that the, the final change they made, like now in its current form, like you have to get at least the one tick in order for the percentage to matter. If you yep. don't get the first tick, the percentage won't even matter. I think it's a good choice. Zero to thirty-three means nothing. Yeah. So like it's gonna if you both get twenty-eight per uh if you, one gets twenty-eight percent and one gets twenty-nine, that's still gonna be a tie. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, I, I think that's that's fine because before it would just lead to everybody diving on the the point and your team having to be on to on the point. You know, you like they knew exactly where you were gonna be at the beginning of the game. Because yeah. your team had to be on the point because they touched it. Yeah, that was no. th yeah that was the worst because setting up D uh D defense in those situations was horrible because a Sombra could just sneak in and just get one percent and game over. Yep. I mean that did not feel good for anybody and the levels just aren't designed most of them. I mean Horizon first point is actually one where it's designed for you to set up on the point and that's. Oftentimes, the best place to set up, especially with a Torb or Orissa, but you wouldn't be able to do like you wouldn't be able to do that on every map, and they're just not designed. They're designed for you to be at chokes. 
Right. Exactly. So I think that was a good that was a good choice that they made to help with that. And that was a change on hybrid maps too. Yes. So so not, you know, that change on Eichenbald and King's Row and that it was a good change for that too. Yeah, so that's that's good. Uh we also have the Overwatch League kinda in twenty seventeen. We did we definitely got some uh a, a nice preview of what we can expect. And we talked about that a couple episodes back. I in terms of the actual games, I thought they were pretty good. My biggest my biggest gripe was the commentary between games, not the commentary, not the actual casting of the matches themselves. So um we're curious. I know Bob, you're hyped for Overwatch League. Yeah, I'm super to joined a whole new show for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm super hyped. I'm hoping it's gonna I'm hoping the Overwatch League is going to be widely watched by the com by the community, and if it is, the community as a whole will just start getting better and better, and comp will get better and better because people will understand. I mean, a good way to just watch how something should be used is to watch pros. I mean, pros will figure out the way to play the game way more than the even the developers ever even imagined. So. Watching pro play can only help your game. I'm just hoping that they do what we talked about and have everybody on camera so that you can watch everybody, you know, anybody that you want. You want to watch XQC with his awesome tanking. You want to watch Tavik with his awesome flexing. You want to watch Ryu Hong with his awesome support play. You can do that. You can do that the entire match. I think that'll be the coolest thing if they can get that in. Yeah, it would be. Also, actually, a huge help to the Overwatch community is if they just manage to get de a demo system in the game, so or a replay system in the game is what they call it on, uh, in StarCraft. And uh, in other shoes, they kind of call them demos. But you, you know, you uh, get a uh, a replay system in the game, so you can watch your own matches. <laughs> you know, that would be a huge help to the community. That's how in other games, a Definitely. lot of people get better at the games by watching their replays. That's how I became top five, 500 in Warcraft 3, watching yeah. replays. Exactly. I, didn't, I mean, the internet wasn't as robust as it is now, so that was the way I got good. Yep, that's how you did it. All right, now let's move into some questions we had from the audience uh, on the Twitch stream. Three questions specifically. How do you think Overwatch League will impact the competitive or impact? I said compact. Well, it will impact the competitive scene. Bob, I'll let you go first. Oh, I, I actually I just talked about it. Yeah, I'm you did. Hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping that it will help educate the masses, and it looks to be pretty popular. Uh, we've seen an up. We've seen an uptick in uh, new pod. Uh, new podcasts have started. Covering the Overwatch League, they're jumping up on the charts uh, quickly. Seeing a lot of people talking up about it, like my friends in you know, in general, have been talking about it. Uh, there was a ton of people that watched a ton of the preseason. I mean, I learned a ton just watching it. Um, you'll see on Junkertown before the preseason of the Overwatch League, you didn't see Bastion. You see him every time now because of the popularity of the pro scene putting him in. I don't think a lot of people watched the pro scene as much 
before because it was so confusing. And I think the Overwatch League is going to help lessen the confusion. Everything's going to run through that site. And I'm just glad that I can remember every name now. Like I can actually list off all the teams. Whereas before I'm like, Bazooka Bubblegum Puppies? No, it's just Bazooka Puppies. Bubblegum Unit was the, you know, it's just so many weird names. I think the Overwatch League has a chance to really make the game and the com- and the community way better. But what do you think, Jaw? Uh, I do think it can definitely help people to get better if they take the information and use it the right way. More than likely, that will not happen, though. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to see... always glass off half full, right? <laughs> what I think is going to happen is you're going to have people who see comps being played, see certain characters being played, and see them being played certain ways. And we, they're going to try to play them those ways without communicating with their team. They're going to try to force people to use these comps because this is what they saw on the Overwatch League. However, those teams are polished and practiced and put together. You can't just slap these comps together. It's not like the pirate ship, right? Where it's like, okay, you put a Reinhardt, and you got a Bastion. Everybody else, just make sure nothing comes behind us. We're golden. Like so a lot Arisa of those- and a Bastion. Arissa. Arissa. Ar- yeah, Arissa's key, because she has to keep the shield up on Bastion the entire time. You could have a Rhine in addition, but right. just a Rhine, no bueno then your Bastion's going to survive that one use of that shield, and then he's done. Well, when we maybe been, you have a really good diva. Well, we've that, been, you're also talking about a higher ELOs. On lower ELOs, it doesn't matter if you have a Bastion or uh, a Reinhardt or an Orisa. You just shoot. I had times where I just shot straight through Timeless, and okay. I was killing people. All right, well, <laughs> if we're going to go, okay, if we're going to go there, at lower elos, like I was just saying the other night, we can do five DPS and one heal and still win as long as people play characters that they know. I even stated that in one of my games. I was like, guys, just play what you know, dude. We can win it with whatever here. Yeah, we used to do, we like we did Orisa and Bastion before, but when we figured out we could just do Ryan with Ryan, like, fuck it, just pick Ryan. Like, <laughs> you know, you can, that way, you know, they're not going to put out enough damage on the shield at that elo, but still, like, the, the 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 main point I was trying to make is that I think people like they're gonna they're gonna see people doing certain things they're gonna see these pro players playing Genji on certain maps and then they're gonna pick Genji on those maps because Genji works here not really thinking about whether they have the skill or not to actually fulfill their role I think that is what is going to happen well, more not, so goes it's ahead. not just the comps and stuff like that like for instance uh, full disclosure. Horizon Lunar Colony, second point. I had no idea you could go up on the freaking rafters until I watched the pro games. Really? No I no one I had played with or played against had ever gotten up on top of them. Didn't know it existed. Watched the pro games. Boom, I know. Like, so many things. Melissa was like, I didn't even know you could go there. There's a window on Eichenwald right after the first point. That you could see and you could snipe at people like through it. I had no idea that that was there up in the like when you walk through the main choke of Eichenwald, you take a right, you go up the stairs, hang a left. There's two windows right there. You could see the other side of the point and shoot at people. No idea that was there. Oh, I mean, those types of things are going to be really neat to see. Oh, I knew the I mean, I've seen those windows before, but the uh, the rafters thing. 
I found that out because I saw a Farragut stuck up there before. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I saw Farragut like, there when she died, but still. The whole group Education that I was there. watching it with was like, dude, you can go on the rafters. I was like, so what I do the very next game? My junk rat, I was up on the rafters shooting people. They didn't know where I was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, that will definitely help, like, seeing stuff like that. Uh, it's not all bad. Don't get me wrong, but... I am thinking about some of the more negative aspects that we see stuff now. Like, pros are doing dive comp. Let's do dive comp. Do you know how to do diva? Not really. Let's just go in. Like, you know, like that's that kind of that kind well, of happens a lot. And hopefully, you know, hopefully the uh, the analysis between games they'll get better at explaining those those things, and you will understand why they're doing something, and you will understand if they're running dive comp that they're diving on one person specifically instead of before what people said i mean me and and wicked used to do it when we used to play a lot we would be like all right you guys want to go or someone would say let's go dive comp this was when dive comp was new we'd be like okay we'll go dive comp if you can explain what dive comp is okay can we get a reinhardt yeah you know, like, i mean it <laughs> yeah. was it was in the early stages of dive cop, and people just knew the 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 flashy word, but didn't know what it was or or even what it meant to play dive. Right. Well, that's true. That's kind of part of the problem that we've seen before. But maybe if they take the time to listen to the commentary and stuff like that, yes. But that's if the commentary does the job of explaining what's going on. That wasn't happening. Uh, the commentary between matches specifically, like I said, that was that just really wasn't happening uh, when I was watching uh, the preseason. So we'll see what happens with that. Let's move to the next question. How do you feel, how did you feel about the events all being repeat with minor event, well, minor changes? I, I wrote that wrong, sorry. Didn't like it. Said it so many times. Did not like it. I'm not a fan of these repeat events with these minor changes. I'm especially not a fan that the new scans are all legendary and they, there's no epics like I don't I don't like it. They're like yeah. what great it's okay fine it's a legendary skin. Great. I'm not going to get it. Especially not I have no chance of getting all of those legendary skins. No chance. In the amount of time yeah, I will say one thing that I just noticed today what? and I just noticed it because this is like the first event that I didn't have like this is the first event that came around after I got extra accounts and started playing extra accounts. Before I had extra accounts, I literally got every skin before the end of the the season. So today I went to get a Torb skin and I went to get the Santa Claus one. I realized, oh, it's only a thousand instead of three uh, instead of three thousand because it's the year before. Yep. So that part's pretty cool. I I think that's cool. Well, they announced that like back with summer games this year that the old skin, last year skins would be a thousand. Now, the, what I remember them announcing was that they would still be on the old price scale uh, for new skins. Yeah, and see, I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize that the older skins legendaries. I thought like, yes, if it was a purple skin, like it was still going to be seven hundred fifty. Blah blah blah. But it's actually way less. So I should actually, and this is the first, this is the first repeat event that I didn't get everything. The mm -hmm. events before, I got everything, literally almost everything. Yeah. So 
no, rip to have in multiple accounts. My my new account, I don't even open loot boxes. Yeah, <laughs> I've got thirty five now. Well, yeah, I um, yeah, I don't. I just don't like the fact that they're all legendary because it's a very low chance, around four percent chance that you're gonna get them. Yeah, so, I'm not a big fan of that. As they need, like the epics were good before because the epics were, you know, the epics were for good skin. Real American McCree is an epic skin. Okay, it's not a legendary skin; it's an epic skin, and there are changes to his gun. They re- they color the gun on American flag. It's the most American thing in the game. <laughs> but I, like, <laughs> I will say, I got eleven loot boxes for Christmas from Spider from the Overwatch League network, and I opened three legendaries in it. Oh, that's nice. Three seasonal legendaries in it. That's great. On Not my a- uh, main, like I got lucky as heck. I've though I think I'm just lucky right now because I opened up 40 Hearthstone packs that Mel got me for Christmas today and got five legendaries. Yeah. So I'm, just, I'm, run I'm on way. luck run. Yeah. No, my luck does not run that way. Uh, so, but um, yeah, I, I'm not a fan. I really wish they would just, uh, dude. Like they don't like if they would just. They should have like an events team because that's what's that's what they they make events to bring people back. So why not? And it worked. Do it bigger. Yeah. Why not do it I, bigger? I'd like to know if it's been working with the repeat events. They now that we got to give them credit. They tried to give us something new with Christmas. They tried to. They gave us a uh, Yeti, uh, hunt the Yeti or whatever it's called. But I just don't like it. But I just I just don't like May. So it might just be. That I'm a May hater, and it doesn't matter. Like the Christmas one's just not going to be for for me because I didn't like the May snowball fight either. But they did try to give us something completely different, and they gave us the old too. So I will give them props for that. It makes me hopeful for the future. And after Uprising, that was it. That was what they needed to do. Like we want story content. The events are the perfect way to deliver story content, even if they're seasonal, even if you have seasonal skins in the event, but you have some type of story content and it doesn't always have to be PVE. It could be PVP and you can change it, you know, like with some sort of story with some sort of story. The whole May Yeti thing was just not, you know, (laughs) that's that's really not that great, (laughs) you know, like that, 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 that. that's it's a, it's a cutesy story that some people like. I guess there was actually a comic too. I didn't even bother reading it. Oh, um, I didn't even know there was a comic. I'm not gonna read a comic unless it actually has lore in it, like you know, Overwatch. Yeah, lore. How could it have lore if it's five maze? Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it's yeah. it, it's could have been funny if they made four different maze and it was all her sisters and it was like May, Bay, Tay, Yay. Like I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying it could have been funny. Okay. Especially the bay with the whole May is Bay uh, meme from year a uh, year before last. Yeah, right. Really no, last year. I really didn't dig that deep into it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but okay, let's move on to the last question. What was your favorite meta this year? Um. I don't know. I don't think I have a favorite meta. I, it's like maybe my, my least disliked meta. <laughs> my, think... least, my least disliked meta is the dive comp. Because triple tank, the reason I don't like triple tank 
is because the fights are just so fucking long. You know, like this is the sustain yeah. was ridiculous. If this was last year, if we're talking about 2016, I could name it easy. Beyblade. That was awesome. But it's not last year. So I'll go with the Doomfist meta. Uh two uh two weeks from when he was released and put into comp. I'll go you with know, that. When and he was I'll broken. go with that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll go with that because it was short and I never had time to get tired of it. Maybe, yeah. Like my my least disliked meta was the dive comp. Uh because it's that I mean the dive comp takes some coordination. It's I wouldn't call it cheesy, you know. People still kind of have to be on point, or you just dived into your death. You know, I think a lot of people still think dive comp means dive onto the point. Not like Bob said, you you want to dive, you know, a healer or something like that. <laughs> I think I think they did think that. I think a lot of people thought that. Yeah, that dive comp meant dive onto the point because I definitely saw tons of divas and Winston just completely leave their team and Dude, hop the over Winstons, to the point. Oh, uh, the creation of dive comp, the Winstons were the worst. Yeah. Just diving in, not saying a word to anybody, then bitching at the healers for not healing him. It's like, dude, you're way in front of the rest of the team with no way to get back, and we didn't know you were diving. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that was but that was my least dislike comp. So I want Beyblade back. Cause I want Reaper to be viable. Cause I just wasted I shoulda I should have gotten good at Tracer instead of Reaper. Putting 180 hours into Reaper was the dumbest thing ever. Eh, not really. I'm like, sure, I'd hire you. Yeah, like, nobody really uses them. Yeah, he, I, yeah, I could use him great to carry friends down in the lower <laughs> exactly. elos. Like I could do that all day, but like I don't want to do that all the time. Yeah, I don't I, mind doing it sometimes. I gotta admit, even when I play Reaper in lower tiers, I'm just like so lazy with it. <laughs> just, just so lazy with it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I'd right. tear it up. And it is kind of fun, like especially like I just do a little a little dance while he's doing his alt, and I'm killing four people, and I'm just like, because I don't have to touch the mouse while I do that, so I'm just like this. Actually, but it's yeah, it's uh, it was a waste. It's if I want to move into higher elos. Speaking of Reaper, I think we need to. I need to clip something from the stream Saturday night. I played with Bulldogside, Hippo, Timeless. Uh, despair and a few other people. You I, play with despair, yeah. And we, I like him a lot. He's he's been a little dis, uh, distraught as of late because Ryan's just not as much in the mm, the the meta, right? Well, we played and we got a draw on um, Horizon, and I, I'm pretty sure it was Hippo that 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 got it that got the draw because we all died on point. And he managed to get onto the point as like I think I was the last person to die. He managed to get on the point, and then boom, he ulted, killed all six of them. They all uh, with uh, Reaper, yeah, yep. yeah, with Reaper, and that's because they decided to get they tried to get um, uh, tricky and go no tank. They went all DPS and one oh, hit. Yeah, Reaper's gonna eat you up. So when he got onto the point, he just hit the button. Gone. He raced him, and that was it. And then he posed after it. It was awesome. Yeah, everybody <laughs> thinks that you only need a like. They'll be like, dude, they're running triple DPS. I'm like, dude, Reaper's still gonna be fine. We're in 2K. <laughs> well, I will be able to delete these guys. They're like, but they have Tracer. I'm like, yeah, Tracer. Yeah, I know where she's gonna blink at this elo. It's yeah. 
Uh, Blind Jumper just said, Jai, you got to play with me once. You'll like it. Promise. We did play. We, we played did on, play. Yeah, we played on was a Friday. You had just been drinking that night. <laughs> <laughs> we did play. We played on Friday. We had a good time. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's it for the questions. Let's talk about wishes for next year. I'll let you go first, Bob. What are your wishes for next year? Oh, boy. Well, the one we talked about a little bit earlier, I want the Overwatch League to allow me to, in real time, not, VODs after is is fine. I'll take that. But in real time, I would like to watch my favorite player playing uh, the entire time in first-person mode during the Overwatch League. In fact, I have three monitors. I'd like to watch the main feed on one and then two separate characters on the two others. So that's what I would, that's, is it just the number one? Is that? Well, do you have a few more? I think that's fine. We're at the end here. So um, I hope for Reaper to be viable to not have wasted my 200 hours <laughs> on him. Um, maybe like a uh, move similar to Moira's, which would make Reaper a lot more viable. Uh, or even just being able to warp faster. Would make him a lot more viable, and I'm okay if you completely rework him. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. You guys have done a pretty good job at reworking characters, and I mean, Roadhog's the only one that I don't really like, and he is viable. So I think you guys have done a good job at that. I'd like to see Reaper reworked. Okay, that it. That will do it for now. Okay. So here's my wish list. Number one, more story content. I want story and events. I want more so story and co- comics and animated shorts. I want it to be connected together. The TV story, show. Huh? TV show. Fine, Bob. TV show. Uh, I want this, the, the content to be connected. Like the content is, so, the, the story is so disjointed right now. I mean, I think the Zarya comic was really the first comic to continue a story that we had already seen, you know? That was, like, yeah. really the first one. So this, the comics, even if they release one one a month, maybe, even if you release one every other month with an event or whatever, however you want, only you want to do it, connect the stories together and make it worth following. You know how many people would actually hop onto that and keep track of it? Oh, that's, yeah. that's what we there, want. There would be entire podcasts based on it there's one podcast now like called know your lore but yeah they haven't produced an episode in a long time you know because there's just not enough to talk about yeah you don't know anything so uh, so yeah. you do that overwatch and mash those buttons will make a podcast right Ja? yeah we'll make a, pod- we'll make a, a story podcast or a lore podcast we already have two podcasts for warcraft for that exact purpose we have we have one that's kind of like WPR, which is Wild Talk, and then we have another one called Torn the Goblin, which is all story and lore for Warcraft. Um, I want some new events. I don't want recycled events anymore, especially if they're only going to have these legendaries. Like it's, it's just not worth it, you know. It, it, like I mean, I play Overwatch as it is, so I guess I'm not the audience that they really care about for these events. They were trying to bring people back, but yeah, like it's it's predictable. You know, we predict every. Every event was predicted this uh, this year. Well, not every event, but every event after the anniversary was predicted. I mean, we're fully expecting to get another, uh, yeah. you know, Lunar New Year event, and then up maybe Uprising will be the first one that's kind of like different. Yeah, and I'm I'm cool with different Eve uh, Eve 
events. Maybe next year you don't do Halloween. You do Day of the Dead, you know, for the right. uh, the the Latin, uh, I don't know a lot about it, but the Latin holiday. Right. You know, maybe you do something like that. Maybe you do St. Patrick's Day instead of a different event. Maybe you do, you know what I mean? Right. Maybe well, you do Easter and give that finally that 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 bunny uh, diva costume that people have wanted for the last two years. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, even if like they, their events were store related and it's difficult to make them, so they want to reduce it to quarterly. I'm fine with that too. You know, less people. Yeah. To, yeah. If if it's new, I'm completely fine with that. That'll give me, you know, that'll 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 make it more. They'll make it more fun. It'll it'll give me more time to play the shorter seasons in comp and not play the other the the event games and stuff. It 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 would spread it out good for me. Yep, yep. So I would prefer that. Uh, I'm I'm looking for some junk rat balance. If you can tell from earlier in the conversation, I once I need I want I need something to be done about junk rat, but we've already talked that to death so I'm not going to go into detail Bob disagrees because he likes unbalanced characters I want some new game modes that are going to be in comp like a new map type I mean the game is going to be we're, we're 18 months into the game right now and we only have we have cough we have payload and we have you know you know 2cp and we have hybrid and oh I, you want a new game mode yeah, like I want like I want a new game mode. Like I, I want a, a new type of map that has a new game mode attached to it. You know, it was before I was podcasting that I can that I that I could vault came out. So I don't remember what podcast it was on that I heard the idea, but I think Blizzard could have made I can uh I uh I can vault a reverse hybrid to where it starts out as pay as pay as payload but then turns into basically one cp which is what uh hybrid maps are now it's just always the first point is a control point and then it's a payload after i can vault especially with the way it's broken up you know you just ride the payload to the end the door at the end, you break down the door and then it's one CP, you know? Right. Yeah. Like they could have done a reverse hybrid. So maybe now that they have the percentages in, cause that wasn't in then maybe now they could do a reverse hybrid map set. Maybe they could do that. I mean, technically speaking, it'll just still be called hybrid, but you know, yeah, they could reverse the formula a bit, but I mean, I think like, I mean, something's got to change. They actually had at BlizzCon, they talked about a game mode where the actual, control point moved but they didn't put into the game because it required a lot of space to move a control point throughout a map i think that would be cool uh, yeah kind of like well no that's not how the battlefield ones used to be the battlefield ones there was just five of them similar yeah. to the world of warcraft uh control battlegrounds right. Well, even if they did something like a, a tug of war style map where there's one payload in the middle I've heard and, a lot of people suggest that. And you go back and forth, or a payload race. I mean, like, fine, that's, t that's from Team Fortress, but you both teams have a payload. You got to get your payload to where it's going, and you got to stop them from getting their payload to where it's going, right? That would be a bit more difficult because of the way Overwatch plays and the way the characters work, but I think it'll make for some interesting compositions. 
where you would want to split the team up and you know stuff like that. Actually, the uh, Heroes of the Storm Hanamura map, that's exactly how it plays. That's exactly how it plays, now that yep. I think about it. Yeah, so. that's one of the few maps I've played a few times. What, was it you that was talking about um, having the PvE content, or not PvE, but like kind of bringing the PvE into a PvP stance where both sides, you know, maybe it's 3v3, but both sides have basically uh, bots or right or mobs yeah, that that's, are on their side. Yeah, and you basically, like, you know, like Battleborn, you know, rest in peace, was uh, a game where you had bots and you had to get your bots into this goal area, right? And that's what the five characters on each team did. Like, they were basically fight, facing off with each other, but at the same time, they had to destroy bots. Um, that'd be a cool thing to yeah. mess around with. And then it'd be a cool test to have an arcade for a while to maybe test really making, you know, a actual MOBA mode in Overwatch. Maybe. Maybe. So I think that'll be that'd be cool. But I just want something a little different now. Like I'm sure well Blizzard World, we know that's also that's a hybrid map. Uh Blizzard World. And is it a hybrid map? Yeah, it's a hybrid map. It's a control point at the start and a uh Yeah, control point at the start and it's a payload after that. Um sounds like capture the flag. So capture the flag is different because capture the flag you can go anywhere you want. If it's if it's like a payload race you have to stay on a track. You know exactly where they're going to be, right? So, um, just responding to Mel. Capture the flag could still be cool. Like, what they need to do is just make capture the flag 3v3. Like, we did it one time in the Cavalry game night. It was one of the... Actually, I'm going to do that the next game night that I run. I'm going to start with 3v3 capture the flag if we don't have a lot of people show up in the beginning. Because it made it like 4v4, 3v3... Then you can't have the turtles. Like it made it really fun. Mm. No, yeah, that'd be cool. That that were. I mean, I don't know. I'm. I used to play CTF UT uh, UT2K4 competitively, so I'm like a CTF snob. So I'll probably never like it. <laughs> I'll probably never like it. I, I, 2K4 CTF is one of the best CTF implementations I've ever played in my life. <laughs> so that's that's why my opinions may not matter on. Uh, ctf because it'll, it'll never match up but it's whatever but yeah i do want new competitive game mode so but that uh, that's my uh wish list and actually i guess the, the my last wish after that just keep the balance <laughs> keep to keep the game balanced you know so we'll see but uh yeah i think that's it finally like I, we did I, I was saying to twitch chat earlier we did not expect for this to take this long thank you if you listen to this at this point thank you for uh, sticking around, but we're going to go ahead and close up now. Uh, prepare to a uh, I was going to say prepare to batch. Prepare to attack. Batch 5 has started. Uh, we currently have Hanzo, Mercy, and Diva available from Batch 5, and we're going to have a Reaper episode out soon-ish. Um, we'll get more details on that soon. Uh, we'll probably be able to record that this, uh, this week. He just, he had a lot of stuff to do during the holidays, and it was hard finding a Reaper coach, so Absolutely. I'm just glad we found one. It's going to be even harder finding a Bastion coach, uh, but uh, at least we do have a Moira coach in mind, and we will be recording that as soon as we can. Uh, so yeah, check out Prepare to Attack, as if you know, 
We've talked about so many times. If you're looking to get better at Overwatch, it's a great resource. I mean, it was originally intended just for people who were like, let's, you know, bronze, silver, maybe gold. But the information that you're going to get, it's helping out people who are in platinum, diamond, even masters, some people are talking about. So it's actually really nice. Uh, For those who are not here, you're listening via podcast we do live stream every tuesday at 8 p.m eastern standard time at least we try to we were late last week we were late this week not as late but we try to get started at 8 p.m eastern time we may have another podcast moving into the slot around 10 o'clock behind us so we're probably gonna have to get on the ball with that going forward so we gotta get these times taken care of but we're kind of free right now so we do what we want um <laughs> we've done pretty we've been pretty good at, i'd say we're 50 50 Right now, yeah. So we're going to get better at that. Uh, as always, I want to hear about your Overwatch stories, so please send them to us, whether it be uh, you know, via you know, Twitter or email, whatever. We're going to get into that in a minute. We do have a PS4 community and Xbox One club on consoles called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. Please join those if you, uh, if you can, so that way when I do hop, out, uh, hop on the consoles, we can play together. We also have a Discord that I mentioned earlier, which is discord.me slash smash those buttons. It doesn't matter what platform you play on, we want you in the Discord, so please come by, join us, and let's have some uh, good we conversation. Got, go ahead. We yeah, we got a we got quite a few new members because of the uh, game night we did the other night. We should definitely do more of those. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, all right. So, oh yeah, I always want to talk about Heroes of Overwatch. It's a great Facebook community. If you're on Facebook, uh, that's filled with Overwatch players. Uh where uh yeah actually overwatch players from all platforms so whether you want to keep up with overwatch news and or whether you want to uh, just see the latest overwatch memes you know check them out always want to i want to give a big uh, shout out to philly watch as well that's a that's local to me i didn't know there was a group until uh about cheese uh cheese steaks no it is not about cheese steaks it's uh, <laughs> Philly Watch is a, is a local Overwatch group to the Philadelphia area. So I'm in that group now. If you are in that group or if you're in the Philly area, see if you can join that group. And, uh, you know, maybe we could meet up one day at, at one of the local events here. So speaking of your uh, hometown, uh, tomorrow, OWL Recap is releasing a, uh, a interview with a someone from the Fusion uh, the fusion organization. So if you're interested in the Philadelphia fusion, you should check it out. Yeah. Maybe they'll talk about their visa problems. So well, we didn't broach that. <laughs> yeah. We didn't broach uh, that because it can specifically actually hurt, uh, anything public can hurt the visa, uh, acquisition. It's right. very weird. Yeah. All right, so uh, with that, thank you for listening. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We're available on multiple podcast platforms, whether you're you're listening on iOS or Android. uh, Just go to your favorite podcast platform of choice. You'll probably search for Watchpoint Radio. It'll be there more than likely. Uh, If it is not, we do have an RSS feed available right on the Mashals Buttons website, uh, so you can go there and check it out. Uh, links are available for the RSS feed right on the website, and also for uh, some of our more popular podcasting applications, so you can check that out. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, you can uh, follow us at Watchpoint Radio on Twitter, also twitter.com slash MTB site, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Bob, where can they find you? you? You can find me 
on Twitter at Blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. You can find me streaming on Twitch, usually nightly, at Blazin Bob. All right, and you can find me uh, at underscore Ja underscore on Twitter. And uh, see, I actually, I do I stream on this channel, so switch the TV slash match this button so you don't really need to go anywhere else for that. Uh, but that's underscore J-A-A underscore on Twitter. Uh, like so we encourage you guys to reach out to us with your comments and questions. So our email is WPRMatchlessButtons.com, but you can also reach out via uh, Twitter or Facebook or SoundCloud or just comment on the website. We try to check all those places for comments. So, you know, check it out. If you want to help us out, there's a few ways to do that. First and foremost, uh, just sharing with people who you think would enjoy the podcast is a tremendous help. So thank you very much. Rating and reviewing the podcast on your podcast platform of choice is actually a tremendous help as well. We have a Teespring store uh, where you can get uh, Mashes Buttons and uh, Watchpoint Radio merch, whether it's a t-shirt or a mug. You know, every little bit helps, so thank you guys very much. There you go, Bob, with the modeling. Thank you, Bob. And finally, we are a Twitch affiliate. So if you uh, feel so inclined, you can subscribe to our channel on twitch.tv slash mash those buttons, and that is a tremendous help. Thank you very much. We appreciate everybody who is using their Twitch Prime subscriptions to, uh, you know, help us out there with the subs. That's a tremendous help. Thank you very much. And if you don't have Twitch Prime, you can always subscribe. I think the the lowest point is four ninety nine uh, for us for a sub on Twitch. So thank everybody, thank everybody who is. And we will have a uh, we will have at least a normal sub uh, emoji soon. Yes, we would. We, we will. I should say. I just got to get on top of that. It's taking forever uh, for Bob to get his approved. So I'm curious how it's going to take for me to get ours approved. So we'll see. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I would definitely check out uh, mashesbuttons.com slash shows to see our, to see our other shows. We have a, a podcast double tap for the fighting game community. Wow. Talk and turn on a goblin are our two Warcraft podcasts. One is about news. Other is about story and lore. We still have our division podcast, which the division, I don't know. It's picking back up, man. I, I've been seeing a lot more people playing it. Maybe that probably game. It was a game I was really excited about, and I didn't have a PC when it came out, and I didn't, I just didn't think I could still do first-person shooters, so I never ended up playing it. But it was one that I remember when it was talked about at E3, I was super excited about it. Well, it's probably well. First of all, it's not as a third-person shooter, um, but uh, yeah, it's actually been, uh, you probably you missed you dodged the bullet when it first came out. I'll definitely tell you that. You totally dodged the bullet. But yeah, they made it look cool at that E3 demo. Yeah. Where yeah. like the dudes controlling the drone, they're like, go in here. I was like, oh my God, this is everything I ever wanted. Yeah, like yeah, they, they definitely, now it is actually a lot closer to that E3 demo that they showed. It's a lot closer, so they're doing a better job. But Sit Rep Radio is our podcast for the division. You might want to check them out if you're interested, just to see what they're talking about because it may, you know, help you get back into the division. Actually, they have a video series going on right now to introduce people into the division, so you might want to check that out. I don't know when the next episodes are coming out, probably after the holiday season and uh what else do we have i think that's that, that's everything right now double tap torn and goblin wow talk you announced the possible new podcast yeah uh sit rep radio and yeah that, that's it for now we have another new podcast coming out at the beginning of 2018 that i have not announced yet but will soon because 
shit it's gonna be out soon so <laughs> you know uh you know we'll we'll have that available hopefully everybody likes that but for now we have kept you for long enough thank you guys very much for sticking around and listening to us uh we have had a great year in overwatch and we hope you've had a great year in overwatch and for those who you, who uh who have been listening to us for an entire year um even though mikey's not here i'm pretty sure he would uh say thank you thank you guys very much we hope that you stay with us for another year of Overwatch in 2018 and you continue to enjoy the game. I know we will continue to enjoy the game, even though we bitch about it sometimes. Still enjoy it. So and, thank Go ahead. And thank you, listeners, for in for giving me a warm welcome into pod into podcasting. I've found something that I always wanted to do but never thought I could do. And with your support and your positivity and feedback like i really enjoy this now and it's really been a great outlet for me so thank you everyone yes it's 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 glad it's been good having bob here (laughs) you know yeah it's been a great time yeah i'm glad i got somebody on the first try that can handle it (laughs) i don't even know how i just just remember I went on the cavalry and I was like, I really like this. And then sent you the email and then I didn't hear back from you for a while. And I was like, well, yeah. Oh, well. And then you were like, Hey, yeah. Do you want to talk? And yeah, it was, it, it was, it's just been a cool roller coaster ride, man. Hey, glad you're enjoying the ride. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, like I said, we kept you long enough. We will catch you next year. Enjoy your new years. Be safe. And uh, yeah, don't die. Cause we need you as listeners. So oh. Don't drink and drive. (laughs) Yeah, don't drink and drive. Be safe out there, guys, and we'll catch you on the next episode. See ya. Remember Uber.